When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. This week brought to you by CantwellCollection.com. Predating Ralph McQuarrie, there are five designs which are the first Star Wars concept art of any kind, including the X-Wing, Star Destroyer, opening scene, battle scene, and Sith fighter concept. These autograph prints are ultra-high-resolution scans of the original illustrations. All designs remain under Collins' exclusive copyright. That's www.CantwellCollection.com. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We talk about everything Star Wars. I am James. I'm David. And uh, Joseph couldn't make it this week, so sorry. You have to hear the two of us speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I think, I think Joseph has a lot more fans than we do, and I think every time he's not here, you can tell because people don't listen to us as much. But hey, we'll, we'll try to entertain you uh, this week. And as you heard... Uh, we are, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say sponsored, but we're giving, we are, you know, Colin Cantwell uh, did give us permission to use his his stuff. And if you don't know who Colin Cantwell is, go to go to his Instagram page. Go to Colin Cantwell and look at the stuff he does. And the pictures he has of the, the concepts he designed, I had no idea. Because we always hear about Ralph McQuarrie. Right. We don't hear about yeah, yeah. anything else. So, so let, let's talk about, let's talk about Colin, how awesome Colin, Mr. Colin Cantwell is. Yeah, he was the first person to come up with the concept of the X-Wing, the Star Destroyer, and I guess a little-known Sith Starfighter. Mm -hmm. And he drew out drawings for George Lucas. George Lucas seeked him out. I think he went to his house, and he saw all his artwork, and he basically gave him the job of of working Mm -hmm. on and being the first uh, conceptual designer for the art of Star Wars. And... Uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what happened. I think because George Lucas was at a different studio and then he moved, mm-hmm. I don't think Colin can move with them, and that's why he brought on Ralph. Ralph but McCory. yeah, he was the original concept artist for those those ships. And yeah, yeah. If you look, he he has like the first concept of the X-wing, mm-hmm. which is a lot more X, you know, than you right, know, than the normal right, ones yeah. that we're used to. And then he even designed. Uh, I think he was. Wasn't he? Try- he was trying to design the Millennium Falcon as well. I think he even built models. That's another thing he did. He built a lot of models yeah. for George Lucas as well. And one of those models, which was pretty cool, I know you're probably going to say I'm going to ruin it, but uh, one of those models, those ships were supposed to be in Solo, was in the Solo movie that came out this year, and it was an unused piece of concept art that that he drew and did that was never used in Star Wars, but they were going to use it in Solo, and then ultimately that scene got cut again <laughs> so we're never gonna see that ship on the screen yeah and colin was also involved with stanley kubrick in 2001 as which well. is yeah which is why i think george sought him out in the first right, place because right. everyone everyone back then in science fiction you looked at 2001 as like the holy grail of of science fiction and do you know like what he, he tells the story about when uh colin cantwell when he was with stanley kubrick mm-hmm. and that apparently it was his idea colin cantwell's idea for the opening of 2001 a Space Odyssey, where you see the, the the moon, the earth, or is it the earth, the moon, and then the sun all lined up. That was like his idea for that opening shot of that wow. movie and the music to go along with it, yeah. he said. I, yeah, I think it just goes to show you that so many people are involved in film. It's not just one person who oh, yeah. should get all the sole credit. And yeah, I mean, people like Colin, they're kind of under-celebrated, but I mean, they're out there and... They they have huge contributions to film, especially Star Wars. I think oh, yeah. there's a lot of people that deserve a lot of credit for the success oh, of Star yeah. Wars. Very true. And if you go to his page, like I said, go to his Instagram page, and he has all some of the original concepts that he drew and the stories behind each one. And he does go to a lot of cons. I know he goes to a lot of like 
events yeah. and signings yeah. and people know him people people will go and they'll take pictures with him and he'll sign it and uh yeah so that's uh yeah he's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and you can buy his artwork at uh, cantwellcollection.com so and yeah, we messaged him and he actually wrote us back like I didn't think he was actually going to write us <laughs> back you know what I mean and we messaged him and then he messaged us back I was like oh my gosh the guy the guy who worked on Star Wars wrote us yeah, yeah, yeah he seems really cool really yes. genuine so thank you Colin for letting us uh, allowing us to, like speak about you and to kind of and it was pretty cool, man. I'm really, I'm really glad we got to we got to talk about him and an unsung hero, one of the unsung heroes for Star Wars. And I'm and I know there's thousands upon thousands of other unsung heroes on on the production of Star Wars who who aren't as well known. So, but yeah, shout out to Colin. So, any news this week in the world of Star Wars? Yeah, surprisingly, there was a lot of news, a lot of little tidbits here and there. Um, Solo Star Wars Story Expanded Edition book by Mur Lafferty. I believe it's going to come out on the 4th. Mm. I saw a YouTube video where it says it's available now, I think. But I, I'm not sure if that leaked or whatever. But yeah, it's it has um, specific parts where it talks about... It, it's extended edition, so it's kind of like the film plus more stuff. I really wish it was the film yeah. and they had an extended edition of Solo. I think that would be really cool. But I know there are extra scenes in Solo. But in this expanded edition book, you get to find out uh, some parts of Kira's past, uh, the beginnings of the rebellion, and a really kind of interesting scene that involves L3 talking, communicating with the originally uh, installed Millennium Falcon computer. Oh, wow. So she's interfacing with the computer. There is an excerpt online, and it's it's fascinating because they, it describes how the Falcon is talking to L3, and the Falcon is using images to communicate Ooh, and wow. reasoning with L3 on why she is installed and why, I mean, it, it's... I wouldn't say it's better to be installed in the Falcon, but it's it's almost like the Falcon is almost playing like a mind game with her. Mm, okay. And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It was just a little excerpt, not a whole lot of detail, but I thought that was very interesting. I like that they're doing these expanded editions with the novels because they Last Jedi did that. Uh, the The Last Jedi novel was the expanded edition mm-hmm. where they added in stuff that wasn't. That was, I think it's in the script, but it doesn't make it into the the movie. Or it's stuff that was like they wanted to do, but they couldn't do it. And now that the book is out, the screenwriters, I think, tell the the authors, "Hey, this is what we really wanted to do." And then they, I guess, go to town with it. I don't know, but yeah. And Pablo Hidalgo is actually releasing a scum and villainy book, which oh, talks really? about like the underbelly and the seedy part of Star Wars. Ooh. And he goes in depth, so I I really want to check that one out. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'll I'm gonna probably buy that book and read it just so I can see like what else was going on in Solo. And yeah, then, I think that's that's a must check out at mm-hmm. least. And uh, the movie comes out digital download in September 14th. So I, I'm getting it like as soon as it comes out. I cannot wait because I and I hate to say it, I only saw it that one time. Like I only saw it one time. You it's only the, saw yes, it one time. I know, I know, I suck. Oh my gosh! But I loved it. I loved it so much, and so I'm gonna watch it immediately. Like as soon as I get it, I don't care what time it is. I think I think they download like at eleven thirty. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I think it's eleven for us. Is it? Oh, it's eleven. Yeah, for because us? it's twelve Eastern. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'm definitely yeah, gonna watch yeah. it. <laughs> and last podcast we talked about the streaming service, right? A little bit. Uh, I, I don't think I think it was a one before that we talked about it. The one before it. Well, <laughs> Bob Iger I think was on a call or something, and he kept on calling it Disney Disney Play. Mm. So there was an interview that was done and. They came out with the price point of six to seven dollars a month. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, we were all thinking fifteen, even twenty bucks for this thing, but Disney is going to compete directly with Netflix and try to get Netflix's like take away all their business. I think not at first, mm-hmm. but I mean, after they start, after if the TV show for Star Wars is a huge success, then I think. They're gonna kind of loosen the reins and employ more, mm-hmm. more artists and get original, more original content. Because I think you would, you would, I think you would figure that the streaming service is something that's going to be a mainstay, you yeah. know. And 
I'm kind of surprised they haven't announced. You figure there's more stuff in the works, mm-hmm. but I mean, right now it's just the TV show, and we haven't heard anything about Pixar or Marvel. Even though we figure the TV shows for Daredevil and all the other Marvel properties are going to come over to the streaming yeah, channel. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, the six dollars, and we were trying to figure out why it was so cheap. It's it's because they own the property. Netflix has to license out and buy the license for the property, and then they can stream it. That's why they oh, charge more. Okay. So when Disney's streaming their own stuff, if they're only going to stream their own stuff, they don't have to pay anyone the license because they already own it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense then why it's going to be kind of yeah, cheap. Yeah, that cheap. I had heard rumor a long time ago when they first announced the, um, the you know, this, this streaming service for Disney that there was going to be like a new High School Musical show, and then there was going to be a Monsters, Inc., was also going to be thrown in like okay. at first, and I think if Disney was smart, which they kind of are sometimes, except when it comes to releasing Solo in May. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to Disney, if they were really wanted to get people to jump on this, they would do the sequel to the first Monsters Inc., like a TV show of that. John Goodman, Billy Chris, bring them all back, and then people would flock to this to see what the next part is. And then not only will they have that, then. John Favreau's Star Wars is going to be. I think is it going to be ready to go day one, because man, that thing has to be ready to go day one for people to like want to get this as soon as it comes out. It has to be. I think that's going to be the huge draw. Mm-hmm. That I mean, right there, everyone's been wanting a Star Wars TV show for so long. Mm-hmm. Like I think I talked about it a while back when they did a special on Fox and Howie Long was the person on camera talking about the future of Star Wars, and I think he talked about a TV show. And at the time, I think Kevin Smith was rumored to direct it. But, of mm. course, I think those are just unfounded rumors. rumors. Yeah. But now it's it's going to become a reality, and we know the budget. It's pretty big. It's huge. It's Game of Thrones yeah. big. Like, that's that's the only way to say it. And Favreau's directing. I mean, we keep talking about this thing, but that's how pumped we are mm-hmm. as Star Wars fans for this show to see what it's going to bring. And I think... Disney should have it day one. As soon as that 12 o'clock hits, whenever it goes live, everybody downloads it, you open it, you create your little account. The first things that should be on there are Star Wars episode like one from directed by John Favreau. So let me ask you this. Are you a fan of just getting the whole season that day? Or do you want to do it like, would you rather consume it just one episode per week? Um, I'm okay with either. Like, I, I just did HBO's um, Sharp Objects, and yeah. that one was each week, and I got used to the rhythm of it being each right, week, and so right. I, I, I liked that. But then when we did, my wife and I did Big Little Lies, yeah. it was pretty cool just to hit play, and then next episode, next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with either. What, yeah. what about you? I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent, I guess. I'm, I Like you, I really don't care, per se, but it is nice to get an episode we talk about it for a week and now that we have a podcast we can really dissect each episode with everyone else everyone can watch it listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. we can talk about it but if it's just all just out there i mean there's going to be a bunch of spoilers on the show yeah true so it might be more beneficial for us on the podcast and listeners but (laughs) so let's hope first episode is there then the next week we get the next episode I, i i get that but then sometimes, like like when Game of Thrones, when I cut up to Game of Thrones, it killed me waiting for for a week. But then it just builds up the hype even more. You have all these theories, and then plus, like you said, that'd be perfect for us podcasters to watch one episode, be like, "What? What is that going to happen next?" And we just right. delve into it. And so, I think when I was younger, it would be difficult, more difficult. But there's so much stuff going oh, on yeah. in my life that <laughs> a week is like nothing now. It's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's but um, I know we did speak. Of, Last episode about Dominic Monaghan and Matt Smith mm-hmm. getting cast. Now, for some reason, it seems like a lot of people are thinking they're going to be Knights of Ren. No. I, I, yeah, that didn't pop into my head immediately, but a lot of people are thinking that's actually going to happen. I, I don't, I think the Knights of Ren are going to be unknown faces, almost like the guards are in Last Jedi. That, I don't see the Knights of Ren being like... Unmasking themselves. Yeah. But if you look at it at a business standpoint, if they are individual characters, 
there's an opportunity because you hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I want a Knights of Ren Star Wars story." Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, true. Have each individual specific character and delve into their past or whatever. And we still don't even know what like the Knights of Ren are. Yeah, we you don't know, even know how many people there are. Uh, are. Did they say the number in Last Jedi? Well, we saw like a that Force vision that Ray had, yeah. and we assume that's all of them. But I mean, we don't could know. be more. So. We'll see, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't. I don't think. And then plus, people are saying Matt Smith could be uh, Thrawn, and I don't know the the, yeah, the guy who does the I voice. Don't think so. The guy who does the voice for Thrawn, uh, Mickelson. Yeah, uh, not Matt's, but his brother. Yeah, which is funny. They're both in Star Wars. He already. They made him kind of look like him in the in the cartoon in Rebels. Like he has like the kind of the features as the actor who's doing mm. the voice. He's he could do it. Like they said, Richard Grant. Like, oh, he's got to be playing Thrawn. It's like no. Like the only person to play Thrawn is the guy who's doing the voice for him already on Rebels. That's my opinion. Yeah. So newly casted R- Richard E. Grant did an interview where they asked him, "Are you going to play Thrawn?" And he answered. He said, "No, I'm not playing that character." But I'm not supposed to be giving any information away. <laughs> but it's like you just gave away just information. Gave, yeah. Why, yeah. Why are you being a jerk? Did you see his interview when he announced uh, that he got the part no, and didn't. just how happy he was? Like, oh, wow. He said like he sent in the video and then he gets a call. Then he goes to meet and then it's J.J. Abrams and he says, would you like the part? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, like He's like, I just said yes. And <laughs> yes, please. Was, I was so happy. And he has this huge happy look on his face. And uh, I think he's he's a... He's an underrated actor. I've seen him in a lot of things. Like he yeah. comes up and he's just so he's very very funny, but then he's also very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard he was going to be in Star Wars, I was like, this is this could be really good. I hope. And then they announced him kind of with the main cast, so he's you kind of expect him to have a pretty big part in this thing, being yeah. as opposed to I don't know Dominic Monaghan and also Matt Smith. Like I don't I don't see how they're going to tie into all this. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, I saw a thing where Dave Batista actually said he's a very huge Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. And he had auditioned for two of the films. He didn't name which two. But we're kind of thinking maybe it was like Rogue One mm-hmm. and maybe The Force Awakens. But who who would he have played? Uh, I I could see him if maybe he thought he could do like Kylo Ren maybe for Force Awakens. Or even Poe. Well, I, I think the big parts were already cast. I think he must have gone in for something else. I don't know, man. That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah who knows what he could have been? Yeah, that, that's that. It would have been cool. He to would see have him. been perfect for someone in Jen Erso's crew in Rogue One. Ah, Just okay. like a brand new dude, you know. Yeah, that. Yeah, he could have been yeah. the what's his name with the big gun. Um, yeah, Baze. Yeah, that, Baze Malbus. I could. I could have seen that. All mm, right. Yeah. I mean, and he is Filipino, exactly. So he is technically Asian. But hey, that'd be pretty cool though if he gets to be in Favreau's Star Wars uh, TV show with Batista. Can yeah, I mean, when see when people say they love Star Wars, they, there's a tendency where they actually kind of get pulled into Star Wars. Mm, that's like Samuel L. Jackson did it, <laughs> and then who else did it? I think uh, it was Dominic Monaghan. He mm-hmm. said he loved Star Wars. He's in it now. Um, there's a, lot of, else? there's a lot of actors. Even Boyega, he was like, he's a huge fan. Yeah, I you're mean, kind of inherently a Star Wars fan when you're an actor, yeah, I think. Because exactly. a lot of people cite Star Wars as being the thing that maybe, changed their lives. And want to go on these adventures. And yeah, so maybe if we keep saying that on our podcast, that we love Star Wars, <laughs> they'll call us and we can be in a, we yeah, can be in a Star Wars Speak movie. it into reality. Yeah, so that, that's, our, that's our edition, Lucasfilm. We really want to be in Star Wars. So if you have any other parts... We're, we got you covered. We can do it. <laughs> what else this week? Well, I found out that Domino Gleason he read the entire episode nine script. How is that even possible? I thought they weren't allowed to read like... I don't know. Maybe he asked. Or maybe he's the only one who's talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah. So yeah, yeah. go ahead and say what he what he said about it. So yeah, it. He's, he's now kind of regretting it because mm-hmm. he feels like if he falls asleep on an airplane... <laughs> He might give spoilers in his sleep. That's crazy. So he's terrified of that, yeah. And he's that has to be insane knowing that he's one of only like maybe like 20 people in the world right now who yeah. know what's going to happen at yeah. the end of all of this. But here's my question to you. Did, did Abrams give him the actual script or did Abrams write like seven different versions with like seven different endings and gave it to people? 
Well, allegedly on the Infinity War set, there was fake scripts floating mm-hmm. around. <laughs> and people were thinking they knew what was going to happen, and they didn't. And I think it seemed like Benedict Cumberbatch was the only person to get a real script. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Um, okay, so now we're getting into Avengers. You know they have those pictures of them like at the Battle of New York. Like they got to refilm like those scenes yeah. in the new Avengers. Um, I think we're going to call it Endgame. Um, and like Ant-Man's there, but he wasn't there in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they got to like include time travel. I honestly, Spoilers for Infinity War. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I honestly think that that's all, that's all fake. Like they... They you missed, think that's fake too? I think that's fake Gosh, too. I think now, I think now with um, with the hype of these films, especially Infinity War, and especially with Star Wars, you're gonna have people camping out with these huge lenses. You have people on the set sneaking in cameras, trying to get the pictures and put them up online so everybody can see. So I think directors are getting really, really smart now, especially Abrams. I think Abrams kind of started this whole this whole thing, and they're just kind of just throwing out all these this misinformation, like yeah. This is us filming with these Star Wars horses. Yes, this is us on set of Infinity War refilming a scene from the first Avengers. I think they're just messing with all of us, man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll. I would, see. but I don't think they are. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything that I found that was kind of interesting. I found out this week that Rogue One was in even more trouble than what they've originally said. Yeah. Um. Uh, Chris Wheats or Whites, Chris, the, the the guy who was credited as the one of the writers of the film, uh, he said that that he wrote somebody wrote a draft. They gave it to Christopher McQuarrie, which I had no idea he was involved. Christopher McQuarrie, in case y'all don't know, he wrote uh, The Usual Suspects. He has directed the last two Mission Impossible films. He directed the first Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. So he's been Tom Cruise ever. Like, anyways, um, he wrote a draft of Rogue One. They gave it to Michael Art. And he even took a jab at the script as well. And then they went to Tony and then it did somebody else. And then Tony Gilroy had the final like draft, like cut, like pretty much his version of the script is what we got. So I can't believe it, it went through that many writers. And, the, and then they said, give it, give credit to Gareth Edwards for, for using all of that and still being able to make the movie work. But then we found out that maybe he didn't direct a lot of it. Like some of the ending, like all that was yeah, like the Tony last, and that Yeah, the last chunk of ending was redone with the. Uh, so this movie, Tony this Gilroy, movie could right? have been. This movie was not supposed to be good. Like looking at it, looking mm-hmm. at what they originally had and what they went into production with, that movie was going to fail miserably. And they finally, they somebody caught it, and then they just went through and redid everything. And I remember every, you know, myself included, you know, Star Wars fan likes to defend, you know. Star Wars because it's mm-hmm. my you know it's my Star Wars and people are like uh oh Rogue One's in trouble look at all what they had to do and I was like yeah but every movie has to do reshoots every movie has to mm-hmm. has to do this but now you're finding out holy crap yeah it was bad it was really bad so I mean how do you feel about like that like are you glad all of that happened for it to come out or would you are you curious to know like what was originally supposed to happen yeah I guess we're really never gonna find out exactly what happened. And how bad it really was. Reports now come out that it was really, really bad. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there, I, the, I guess they were saying the final cut was was no good. That's why they brought in Gilroy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, the, the film came out great. The I film mean, came out fantastic. Yeah, the, the way they assembled it, it was, it was really, really good. I think it could have been a little bit better, but, I mean, it's just kind of nitpicking. Mm-hmm. But, uh um overall i mean what you get on screen is the final product and the final product was really good so whatever they did it it's kind of like it's kind of like bill parcells you know who that is yeah i know that head coach of the giants <laughs> yeah. the patriots the cowboys. the cowboys yeah he would say don't tell me how hard it is just show me the baby <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Pretty much. That's his saying, not my saying. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't care what goes on. Just give me a great film. And they you know? did. And they I mean, if them. you have to scramble, find different directors, find different art directors, switch it around, recast, whatever you got to do, do what you got to do and give us a great film. But then you got to think, like, whose fault was it that it went that far in the first place? You know what I mean? Is that Kennedy's fault? Is that the studio's fault? And, like, who... Why did it get that far to where they had to bring in multiple writers and then they ultimately had to hire a new director just to 
just to film it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. could they have stopped this earlier? I mean, it looks like with The Last Jedi, like what Ryan Johnson gave her, like that was it. Well, he gave her, she was like, this is what we're making. And they made it, movie came out, and there's the movie. Whereas Solo and then uh, Rogue One looks like she said okay, but then after a while she's like, ah, nope, nope, this is not going to work. Like, Man, I just go back and think back to episode seven. Mm-hmm. And my mindset at that time was, oh my God, there's going to be a new Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. an episodic trilogy dealing with the original. Original characters, original actors. And being a fan growing up, I mean, that's that's just the ultimate. I mean, mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, I don't know how J.J. did it. I don't know how he was able to be within himself and then create a new Star Wars film. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have... You have to have a special kind of mind to do something like that. Or as Christopher Nolan said, colossal balls to, yeah. to do. That's what he said about James. So many Abrams. filmmakers turned it down, and it's because you're just under so much scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And for him to make as good a film as he did, oh yeah, for Episode Seven, that's an incredible achievement. I mean, because yes. you don't get higher than Star Wars. No, you don't. Th- this is it. That's. I it. mean, you, this, you've you've reached the pinnacle. Everyone's they... eyes were on this thing. Yes, and. I mean, it's it's all on the director, really. And even if you weren't a Star Wars fan when Episode Seven came out, yeah. everybody knew there was a new Star Wars movie coming out. Everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody was telling, asking me like, "There's a new one." I was like, "Yes, there is. It's back. Star Wars is back." Yes, yeah, Star Star Wars is pulled off the once in a lifetime situation three times. Yes, seventy seven, ninety nine, and twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's uh, impressive. That, yeah, nobody's done yeah, that. Nobody has done that. Yeah, maybe larger in 77 and 78 because mm-hmm. the, the, the film carried over to the next year. You oh, know? yeah, definitely, yeah. But, I mean, for them to do something like that where it was just a cultural phenomenon, everyone was going to go see it, you know, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, what age you were. Yeah, for Abrams to pull that off, that's that's an incredible feat, I think. And, yeah, he and he did it. He did a great job. Like, he had me, like, happy watching it again, like watching yeah. The Falcon, watching... You know, seeing you know Han Solo, seeing Leia, and then plus how ballsy it was. We said this in our other podcast, but how ballsy it was. Like the first forty minutes of that movie, it's none of the original cast. You're with Finn, Ray, Poe, and Adam and uh, Kylo Ren. I was gonna say Adam Driver, and you're with, <laughs> and then you get BB-8 in there, and then like the whole first half of your movie is just them, and you're running around. You're you're like, oh my, what's gonna happen? And then you, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, this is new. Like this is. This is all brand new, but it's still Star Wars, and it's working. Abrams is showing us, hey, look, I can bring in the new, but since you already know the old, this all still works. You know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are. You know what's at stake, and here yeah. we go. And it's that that movie was very, very, very good, The Force Awakens was. And a lot of people, it was a remake. I didn't like the remake. I didn't like what they were doing with the, the story. Like shut your mouth! <laughs> I was like, it was fantastic. And I mean, then going back to the point of Rogue One, I mean, Rogue One that was a great standalone start off mm-hmm. film. Oh yeah, I thought it was very very well done. I mean, I like the characters and I like the style. It, it went back to the old the original trilogy style, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that I really loved about it. And I liked the battle at the very end. That was, and then the last like yeah. couple of minutes of that movie, I was like, this is great. This is really good, and yeah. then uh, yeah. So, but but then you get to the, uh, the Last Jedi, and then that's where if you weren't on board with the Force Awakens, you were not on board for the Last Jedi, and if you were on board, <laughs> you jumped ship, and, and, it's, and it's crazy to see like all these videos of people just bashing the Last Jedi, like just 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 hate after mm-hmm. hate after each and every scene of the Last Jedi. And then you have some people posting all these videos of you know giving praise to the Last Jedi. So it's like you know who do you who's right and who's wrong. And in the end, neither. It's their opinion. You just do you you do your own opinion, and that's yeah. yeah. So don't yeah yeah. I mean, this isn't like sports. I mean, someone doesn't win, someone doesn't lose. It's it's art. Mm-hmm. It's it's all opinion based. And I just think people need to have a level of maturity that they don't have to kind of get through if you didn't like the last jedi i mean you have to have an understanding that films are a very very complex thing to actually be completed to happen 
it's incredibly hard to make a film. It's mm-hmm. incredibly hard to make it like a student film. Mm-hmm. You can imagine like all the balls you need to juggle. I mean, yeah. to, to to have one of these films made, and I mean, you have all the pressure of the world looking at it. Maybe except China, but <laughs> oh <my laughs> for gosh. some reason they're not on the Star Wars bandwagon. Yeah, I can't understand that. I don't understand yeah. that at all. Why I they didn't know. jump on board? But um, but the one thing I, I don't li- I don't appreciate is when people badmouth like either side. Like you hate the Last Jedi because you're stupid. You love the Last Jedi because you're stupid. It's like no no no. Let let them say yeah. what they want to say. You say what you got to, and that's it. Don't be. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are just being rude to others who like the Last Jedi. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't expect that to happen. But then yeah. you look at the kind of the history of Star Wars fans, that, that does happen, sadly. Like, it has happened already in the past with the prequels. Yeah. I mean, why are we the best fans, but the worst fans also at the same time? I was listening to some other podcasts, and they were talking about how you have people saying stuff to them and message boards and comments on YouTube videos and wherever fans mm-hmm. can actually message you. But then when you meet them in person, all they want to do is take a picture with you. You know, they yeah. say nothing when they meet you in person. And I, I think that's basically what it is. It's just people being behind their keyboards, <laughs> knowing that there's no, that there's not going to be any like repercussions or mm. they're not going to be known. But I mean, when you, when you go up to these people, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's totally different when it's face to face. True, very true. Like, I'm pretty sure... I don't know. I don't know, though, because a lot of people don't want to see Ryan Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people... That's going to be very interesting, that celebration. Like, if, if he does show up. He has to show up. He has to, he has to get people pumped for... And I think what... I think for PR purposes, he needs to be there next to J.J. Abrams. If he's next to J.J. Abrams, <laughs> and Abrams and the two of them talk about the story... I think that's got to make a huge difference. If people see, okay, these two are kind of working together. What did Johnson do that for Abrams? And what's Abrams going to do with Johnson's script? I, with episode eight, I think that's what they have to do to get people back, get the fans back into it. I'm telling you, that's I'm, what has I'm to very interested to see what a Ryan Johnson on a panel reaction would be. When like, to introduce him? Oh man! What? What? I mean, for for the <sighs> celebration ticket goer, <laughs> ticket purchaser, I mean, we're all going to be hardcore Star Wars fans. Yes. What is his reception going to be? I mean, I don't understand. I, I I can't see someone spending. I'm not going to say how much the tickets were, but I can't see someone spending that well, much. I mean, that's public knowledge. Okay, public knowledge, right? Spending. That I already forgot how I much. I forgot they how were. much I spent on mine. I know I bought a shirt. So I was like, I gotta get that shirt. But anyways, because um, <laughs> I don't want to wait in line five hours to get the shirt again, you know, yeah. like I did before. But anyways, um, I don't see people buying tickets just to go, just to yell at him for ruining Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think those people will be there mm-hmm. because those tickets sold out quick. Oh yeah, first of all, yeah. There's no way somebody's like, oh my god, I hope Johnson's there so I can yell at him. When he's when he's on the stage, I'm gonna buy a ticket immediately. Yeah. I don't. I don't that. necessarily think those people are gonna be there. There might be an increased level of security, <laughs> but <laughs> even more so than Orlando. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's gonna get too too crazy because it's just gonna be the hardcores. I think oh, at yeah. this point, it's it's sold out way too quick for anyone to be outside with some kind of weird agenda to show up. And just start yelling during his panel. I'm not gonna lie, me personally. As soon as he, as soon as they announce him, I'm gonna stand up and give him uh, an ovation. Because, like I said, I think he did a great job. And that's why I like our podcast. Because you and I don't agree on the Last Jedi, but you and I can still talk about it. And I think that's yeah. I mean, as a film, yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was a really good film. It's just mm-hmm. not what I wanted. I feel you. And, and I was thinking about... I did like the Porgs, though. The Porgs are great. I don't I'm have any I'm a big-time fan of the Porgs. Oh, I do have a couple of Porgs over here on the posters. Yeah. But um, I was thinking about when I first saw... And the sea cows. <laughs> you know, I watched that. I love I, those cows. I watched it again, and it wasn't weird, like, the fifth time I've seen it. I watched it, and I was kind of like, all right, this is kind of funny. Like, I, I wasn't, like, weirded out by it like I was the first time. Yeah. I just watched it, and I was like, oh, I get it. He's just like, saying, hey, this is what I do. This is hey, how do you think I've uh, been alive this whole time? I gotta come out here and these dudes feed me. So, you want some? You know, he like takes a sip. Yeah, when he was approaching it, I was like, man, that'd be cool if he milked it. And then he, then <laughs> and he, milked, he milked it. it. He milked <laughs> it, man. I was um, 
I was thinking about whenever, uh, okay, so this is going to get, I'll tie it all in, I promise. Listeners, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know some of, one of our listeners actually said I like it because y'all stick with Star Wars. Yeah. Like, even if we kind of go off, we still bring it back to Star Wars. So this is me going off, but I'm going to bring it back to Star Wars. Okay. So whenever I saw Batman Begins back in 2005, I didn't know what to expect. I was coming off of Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher, Batman. So when the new Batman came out, I was excited because I was like, oh, we're going to get another Batman movie. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be just like what Joel Schumacher did with, with his Batman movies. The movie's starting, and I was just like, this is not like any other Batman movie I've ever seen. It was awesome. And when it ended, I was like, thank you. I didn't know who he was at the time, but thank you, Christopher Nolan, for making my superhero like a cool character and putting him in a movie like and putting him in, a, in like a movie that's really good, but it's also about my superhero. I felt the same way about the Last Jedi. Where thank you, Ryan Johnson, for having this crazy character arc for this this character where he starts off one way, he goes through all this in this way, and it's heroic and it's amazing. But it's in a Star Wars movie, so for me, that's why I was like, thank you, Ryan Johnson, for doing that for Star Wars, where you gave us this this point A character, and at the very end, he's a completely different person. So I was like, thank you. That, that, that's just why. I really appreciate The Last Jedi also, but that's just me. <laughs> See, for me, for Batman Begins, when I went in there, I was expecting Batman Begins, and I got Batman Begins, because oh, yeah. I had been following the whole thing, oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, yes, they gave me what I wanted, but with The Last Jedi, I was like, no, they didn't give me what I wanted. I mean, everybody had their opinion of what was going to happen in yeah. The Last Jedi. I mean, yeah. I had my view of Luke, because they even show like Ray being trained uh, on Octu in the teaser trailer. And I remember hearing the reaction of people screaming because they thought Luke is teaching her how to fight with a lightsaber and all this other stuff. But then I remember feeling like confused at the end of that trailer, even though the trailer was fantastic. But at the very end when he says it's time for the Jedi to end, I was like, why did Luke say that? Why would Luke? Because I thought it was Kylo Ren who says that at the very end. And Luke is just there. And then I had to like kind of zoom, like listen to it again and really look. I'm like, no, that's that's Luke talking that way. Why is Luke talking? Luke should not be talking this way. So when that happened, I started thinking, what is Luke doing in this movie? It's not what we think is going to happen. See, even with Luke saying that in the trailer, mm-hmm. I thought he was still going to train her and be like, You're, I'm not going to train you to be a Jedi. I'm going to train you to be something else. Mm-hmm. But... That's not really. It kind of happened. Yeah, he kind of he did train her, but not the way. I mean, he trained her to use the Force, but not as a Jedi. Like that was like his thing. And oh, so I have a shirt that says "The Jedi Must End," and I was like, that's not the quote in the movie. But I found out that he, Ryan Johnson, actually had a different quote for that part, and that the trailer Mm -hmm. makers switched the line to "It's time for the Jedi to end," and they were just able to get that couple of last words of. Mark Hamill's voice to make it sound like he was saying that line. And so I have the shirt that says the Jedi must end, not it's time for the Jedi to end. Hmm. So they had shirts printed out for what they originally had in mind for that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And at that panel, at celebration for the last Jedi, everyone's like, great Jedi, great Jedi. It's a great Jedi. Half, half light, half dark. And no, no. But again, like I said, I yeah. I I thought what happened, I was like, that was that was fantastic, which makes me excited for for nine. A lot of people were like, I don't want to watch nine because nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. It's like really it's like it sets up so much that we don't know what's gonna happen, which makes it exciting. Yeah. So we just gotta wait for all these trailers to start coming out. Yeah, I really hope we get a Black Friday trailer like we did for episode seven. Dude, we uh, that's only in a couple of months, which is crazy to think about. But I think Abrams can give us just a quick couple of shots of them doing something and then the title comes up and we all lose our minds like and people are going to go through frame by frame by frame looking at this because i remember when finn popped up at the beginning of the force awakens trailer people were like is he a stormtrooper is he a rebellion member and disguised as a stormtrooper yeah. is he where are we and all like it was so funny to think of all the theories and <laughs> it was pretty fantastic yeah yeah just the anticipation JJ's going to release some kind of picture with his all caps writing talking mm-hmm. about, does anyone want a Black Friday trailer? Uh, yeah. But then I can hear all those, the, no, JJ, we don't want to see your Star Wars movie anymore. We don't want to see anything anymore. Because I've read the comments of Abrams' post on Twitter where he said, thank you, thank you, Ryan Johnson. Give a shout out to Ryan Johnson, blah, 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 blah. People were like, he ruined it for you. I don't know how you're going to clean it up. 
why are you thanking him after what he did to your story? All this, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, it was post after post after post of people just saying, like, it's over, Abrams. Like, you, you should not have done this movie. It's not going to be good. Yeah, it almost feels in a lot of ways that this is this is almost like a sequel to The Force Awakens because it's J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. He's back, and it's going to be his sensibilities. So it's going to be interesting to see how this ties into The Last Jedi. I mean, I think it's going to tie in perfectly. I've been yeah. telling people from, from day one, it's yeah. got to tie in. Yeah. But it kind of has to. It, no, it has to. The yeah. same way Return of the Jedi tied into Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I've said it before. When you watch A New Hope and then you watch Empire, it's a completely different movie. Your hero from the first movie gets knocked out at the very beginning of the second movie. And you're like, why did that happen? He's not supposed to get knocked out. He should be, he should have known what was going to happen. But he gets knocked out. And then you figure out, oh, that's why he got knocked. Oh, okay, that makes that makes some sense. Yeah. And then, you know, so I, I always go back to that where we have the original movies to go back on as the reason Empire is so great is because of what Return of the Jedi is. Like, the, the stories all work together. Yeah. That's why I think what's going to happen with The Last Jedi to where we're going to go, whoa, that's what was going on. Which is why Johnson and Abrams are going to be on the stage together at Celebration. They have to be on stage. And I don't think anybody's going to boo them. I hope not. That's going to be very embarrassing if that does happen. It's going to be awkward. Because you know what's going to happen. That's going to make national news. When the Star Wars celebrations in the past have never made national news. But the moment (laughs) that happens, that's going to go viral. People are going to say, look at the Star Wars fans. Look how childish they are. That's going to be... I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they bring back a lot of people. I mean, because this is... This is it. The celebration before the last Skywalker saga mm-hmm. film. So I I really hope that they... I hope that they have like a three trilogy panel, you know? Mm-hmm. Have all the main people and bring back Ahmed Best. I mean, come on. Oh, man. He, I can't... I, ho- I really hope he's there. I hope he's there, too. Yeah. Just so everybody can applaud him and then... Yeah. I, don't, I, I really hope he's there. Yeah, he really deserves to be there. I, I think so. Yeah, you know what I did the other day? I started walking like him because my mother always cracked up whenever I would walk like Jar Jar. And so my mother, she's you know she's in the hospital, and I was walking by her like doing that little walk, and yeah. she started laughing. Yeah. I was like, "It was Jar Jar, remember Jar Jar?" She's like, "Yeah, Jar <laughs> <laughs> I I hope he's there, and I hope I hope and I, you know we we talked we always talk about celebration where they they will do a twentieth anniversary panel. They have to do a twentieth anniversary panel. Bring Liam Neeson back. Bring back Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman. Jake Lloyd, wherever Jake Lloyd is, um, bring them all back. Let us let us applaud what what happened twenty years ago. I mean, next year what happened twenty years ago, where we had the biggest event in movie history. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned you in uh, the Sotek Cinephiles podcast how you you had said when uh, the Phantom Menace was coming out, you saw trailers to other movies that were coming out after that and you're like why are other movies even going to be made after this like there should be no movie <laughs> that's how obsessed i was there should be no one. movies made after episode one except yeah. for episode two and three <laughs> yeah because i just never understood it why films couldn't live up to star wars i mean it, i'd waited my whole entire life mm-hmm. just what's going to be the thing that looks as good as star wars does and i think that's what nine is going to do i think that's the hype they're going to try to build the 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 marketing team is already building up something insane for episode nine, which if you think about it, maybe that was why they pushed solo that at that point. So they can start getting ready for this huge, huge push for nine. I'm t- like nine. You're going to be seeing nine all the way from, from like December this year, all the way until next year. Like it, they, they're going to be throwing it at you every little bit, man. I'm telling you like, they're going to throw a little bit out. They're going to pause Throw a little bit out, pause, and then once like August hits next year, it's just boom, nothing but episode nine. And I think the way that Lucasfilm, Disney should play it is if they want to do a Star Wars film every year, just put it in December. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's the only way to do it. It's kind of a no-brain concept at this point because you get that whole year of buildup, and it feels like Star Wars needs that. It needs us talking about it. It needs the hype to grow, and... They'll they'll make they'll make the expected box office mm-hmm. 
And yeah, Solo, it, it should have been a December release. It should have been a December yeah. release. I mean, I, we should I, be looking forward to it. But now I can kind of, looking, looking now at what they, what they should be working on now, and maybe that's what they were doing, was they, were, they couldn't start, they couldn't be promoting Solo and the release of Solo because they needed to start already in December getting ready for nine and getting yeah. nine stuff already out there. Like just the man, just the teaser poster with just the logo on it. Like that's enough for us to get pumped about it. The title, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I think they were doing. I don't know though. I don't work for Lucasfilm. I would like to work for Lucasfilm. That's my application right there. I just sent it, sent it to them. Yeah. I'd really, I'd really like to get that teaser trailer though on black Friday. Oh man. Yep. Have that something, would... have something to look forward to. Instead of waiting in long lines for... <laughs> I'm going to be really pissed off if in this teaser po- trailer they show on Black Friday, you see those horses walking around. And <laughs> like, oh, man. Abrams, you got me, man. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> Instead of Chewie on a Chewie on a, horse. On, a, on a Star Wars horse walking around. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, almost as hairy as he is. So, uh, yeah. I still remember that when that uh, the Millennium Falcon flies up in that the teaser trailer force awakened yeah, and the oh, fanfare so started good. it was like who's flying it what's happening why are they being chased oh it who was, did you think was flying it i uh, thought it was gonna be solo i thought it was solo luke yeah. and leia i thought they were all three in there i didn't, I didn't even <laughs> give it i didn't even give a care about the yeah. other three i was like I, at the time i didn't even I, I guess i didn't even care finn popped up i was like all right that's a new guy that's a new droid. Okay, this girl's new. Okay, that's the villain. There's the villain. There's Kylo Ren. That looks like an awesome lightsaber. And then I see. I had no. That's wrong to think. I had no like, like idea who the girl was. I didn't even care. Like when I saw her, I was like, oh, that's just a new girl they're gonna have in here. Okay, that's cool. And then she was in the trailer. I was like, oh, that's the that's the girl they're gonna have. That's okay. That's cool. And I didn't I didn't care about her. I didn't care about who Ray was. I was like, oh, that's just a girl. And then when that poster came out, I was like, oh, I messed up. I really, really messed up. And ultimately, yeah, I love her now. But I had, I didn't think that she was flying the Falcon. I didn't think Finn was in the Falcon with her. I thought it was Han, Luke, and Leia were doing something on Tatooine. Because that's what it looked like at the, at the time was Tatooine. Yeah. I don't even think anyone had the idea that that was a totally different planet. Yeah. It was like, Everyone I was like, just figured. oh, they're on Tatooine. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And um, and that first image of the teaser trailer, whenever you see the the Star Destroyer crashed, oh man, that was amazing. I like going back and listening to the reaction of the crowd at yeah. Star Celebration. And I was like, man, that 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 must have been incredible to see, like for the first time, those yeah. images. Yeah, and Abr- you can watch all that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, look that stuff up on uh, on YouTube. It's uh, yeah. it's fantastic. And that, watching that video of the crowd reaction was why I went to Celebration in Orlando because I was like, I need to be in that. <laughs> I need to be there. Like, why am I Why am I a Star Wars fan not there with all these other Star Wars fans? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Star Wars fans, you and I celebrated our one-year... Uh, <laughs> friendship. friendship anniversary. friends anniversary. I don't know how they say it on Facebook. Friendiversary. Friendiversary. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, like almost a year I ago. I totally forgot that Force Friday happened on August 31st. Yep. That's really weird. And uh, yeah, that's when uh, we met. David yeah. and I met that day. Uh, we were both standing in line for Force Friday. Yeah. That was it. And here we are doing a podcast all about Star Wars. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome, if you ask me. But, yeah, and we uh, started on March 14th. Yeah, like March 14th. Yeah. yeah. And then here we are now. We've had a, we've had a few few listens, and we thank you for, for listening. Yeah, to, thanks a lot. Because, I don't know, this is a lot of fun, and it's cool to know that people, I guess, like to listen to us. Yeah. Talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had it. I guess it was your wife's idea. She was like, why don't you guys just have a podcast? I think my wife just got tired of me talking to her about Star Wars. <laughs> and then I think you and I were texting one night yeah. about something. And then she says, why don't you and David have a podcast? And I was like, what's a podcast? I didn't know what a podcast <laughs> was. And then she told me, we listened to a few. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. Then I asked you and then... And so I always say that the reason why my wife wanted us to do a podcast was so I wouldn't have to talk to her about Star Wars so she could, you know, <laughs> I could talk to you. Um, I mentioned something to my wife the other day, and she she was like, no, but I thought it would be really funny, uh, which was <laughs> if um, if David's wife and my wife and Joseph's fiance, if, they, if the three of them got together and did a podcast about what it's like to be with a Star Wars nerd, I, went, I was like, that'd be a hilarious podcast to hear about how, like, they thought we were going to get over that phase, but you know you never do get over the Star Wars 
face. Yeah, my <laughs> wife claims I never brought it up to her, but <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, my wife didn't realize it until, because we started dating in 2014, right around when the big push for Star Wars was about to start. Like, yeah. it was, that, that was like our first, like, we had literally just started dating, like, right before Thanksgiving in 2014, and then they showed the trailer then for Black Friday 2014, you know, for Force Awakens. Yeah. And I was just giddy, and I was like, I was like, you don't understand. I was like, this is this happening again. Like, this is something I never thought was ever going to happen ever again. So I was all pumped, and she was like, okay, now I see what kind of guy you are. <laughs> she goes, you're one of those guys. I was like, yes, but but she'd seen them before. It's not like she's yeah. like, but she was just like, oh, okay, that's that's what you like. It's like, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and your your wife likes other franchises, right? She likes Harry Potter. Oh, she loves yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, and um. And she likes uh, she likes Doctor Who. Like, yeah, oh, she, really? Yeah, she likes Doctor wow. Who. Wow. And I was like, yeah, she likes she likes a lot of stuff. But you told so, her about Matt Smith? Of course, I told her about okay. Matt Smith. I was like, Matt Smith's gonna. She goes, I don't know how I feel because we we've been watching him in The Crown on Netflix, oh, yeah. and she's just kind of like, I don't like him anymore. You know? Really? <laughs> yeah, because he's no. kind of. I like him. I like Matt Smith a lot. Yeah, and apparently he's a pretty good actor. Right? He's a great actor. Yeah. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. So it's great to see him. Okay, here's my question before we before we um I don't know. I don't know if we should wind down or not, but anyways, how do you how do you feel about them announcing so many different actors for Star Wars? There's so many big actors now being announced in this movie tour, where you're kind of like, hey, I'll, I just want to see Finn, Poe, Rose, Luke, Leia, and Ray, mostly right. Ray. Why I don't want to see anyone else added to this movie. I just want to see these people. How do you feel about them adding more and more? to the cast I feel fine about it I know for a long time there's a big stigma with big films adding a bunch of mm-hmm. named actors and having a bunch of characters just like what we went through with Infinity War mm-hmm. that film turned out great it's just all about the balance I mean you're not gonna have starring roles for all these people you know I know but if you could f- just fit them in the right way and make it work it works true but yeah like I said you know at this I didn't even fathom them introducing any new characters in this one. Really? I just wanted there. I just wanted to see what's going to happen with with Ray, Finn, Poe, and Rose, and then Kylo Ren, and what's going to happen with the First Order and the Resistance. Like that's all I wanted to see. So when I saw like more people added to it, I was like, "Whoa, where are they going to fit in? I can't even. Where, how are they going to fit into all of this?" Well, I figured the Resistance is going to need to get more people behind its cause, find new recruits. So you figure there'd be new characters there. Mm-hmm. And whoever died off in the first order, the, those roles have to be replenished. So maybe there's people there as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's another faction. Maybe it goes kind of like episode one of the prequel trilogy where they show all the other federations and communities and guilds and stuff that's mm-hmm. out there. And they introduce that in there. And they somehow have some type of factor in on who wins in the oh, end, okay. I see what per se. Saying. And then you have like Dominic Monaghan or yeah. even, you know, Matt yeah. Smith is one of those, the leaders of these things. Yeah. But, you know, then again, we could be wrong. They could just be stormtroopers in, yeah. in the movie. But no, but it said Matt Smith was in a, was in a big role. Like he's in a huge role. I can't. Well, see. the report was he was cast in a key role. Yeah. Key role. Yeah. So what does that mean? That could be the uh, Snoke's apprentice. Yeah. The secret could, apprentice. Could, yeah. It could be anything. But the way his face looks, he looks like he could play like an evil dude really yes. well. Yeah. But then he also, I don't know, have you, have you seen him in The Crown? Like how no. He, he's, he's fantastic. He's, yeah. he's great. Is he kind of an evil dude there? He's not evil, but like he, at, at first, the, the first, like he's kind of like just angry the fact that he's not like in the limelight but his wife is and he yeah, always okay. has to be second. And that, that whole thing goes along. But then later on, you, you see him also as like just a regular yeah. person. And I was like, I was like okay, he, he's, he's pretty great. Um I, but I, I hope it's not like with Adam Driver when they announced Adam Driver, they were like, he's the villain already. And it was like, well, he could be the hero. And then you see, like, okay, he's the villain. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope Matt Smith becomes like maybe somebody else. Good guy. Yeah. Well, when Adam Driver was cast, I think everyone figured he was going to be a villain. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people who thought Donald Gleason was going to be Luke Skywalker's son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it was crazy to see him like in the in the costume for the because as soon as we yeah. you see him in the costume for the first order you're like obviously like yeah. no other actor ever could have done that role yeah. but him and he's great he, he kills it with that that role yeah he's a really good actor I love I love him. 
he's yeah. so funny yeah. he cracks me up um so yeah we'll see how how it all plays out in uh in nine and uh, anything else uh, anything else we speak about today um not really i think that's yeah, pretty much i think we did a pretty good job everything uh, for this week <laughs> uh we're gonna be doing our commentaries here pretty soon uh we're gonna do the prequels i think we're gonna yeah. start with uh one two and three yeah. and then we'll jump in what well one thing we we haven't mentioned yet you're gonna have uh your 30th birthday yes and, yes i and, am and <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have a star wars themed birthday party yes i will have a uh i will have a star wars themed birthday party and uh my wife actually has ideas for star wars like food items and we're even gonna have blue and green milk uh yeah. at the party i'm lactose intolerant james i can't drink that you, okay no, we're I'm gonna have, oh, <laughs> I was like, well then you're not, you're not invited to the party if you can't have you know green or blue milk and then we're gonna um what else are we gonna do? We're gonna try. We're gonna just have fun. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna put yeah. some videos up on YouTube as well of yeah. of her making some some of the stuff like she has in mind, BB-8 uh, rolls and all like all this other stuff. So it's gonna be fun. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be old, but yes, yeah, my birthday is coming up, and I'll be posting pictures of us at at my party of us, you know, having fun, and it's a Star Wars theme party. And I lied because I used to say like I never had a Star Wars theme party, yeah. but I did when I turned. Um, I think it was right in '99 when Episode One came out. So oh, I was okay. I was 11. I had a I, my birthday cake was a, was Darth Maul versus Qui Gon oh, and wow. Obi Wan. I had this yeah. really cool poster I got. Like so, yeah, I have had one, but that was that was you know 20 years ago. Yeah. No, I guess or, no, not 20, 19 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I guess technically I've had a Star Wars birthday party too, and it wasn't <laughs> that long. I guess it was in 2015. Oh jeez. <laughs> You should have lied. You should have lied. Like, yeah, it was like in the '90s as well. Because I know my wife bought me a cake and it had BB-8 on it. I still mm. have the BB-8, and then I think the the plates were Star Wars, mm-hmm. the cups, and then there was like a Happy Birthday banner. But I mean, it was just me and my wife yeah. and my kids. It was well, like, yeah, okay. Well, then yeah. I should clarify that uh, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, but now she's not. She made me a um, uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber cupcakes. Where she made them in the design of the cross lightsaber, yeah. and then she she had this thick red icing on the top, and then to make it look like it was lit, yeah, it was cool. it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And then she made these cookies, and I'll I'll try to find the pictures. I'll post them. And like she 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 like drew in like all these pictures of like the first order troops. I think even Kylo Ren and like all his other stuff, like she drew on these cookies. And stuff. around that time, Sam's Club had a bunch of Star Wars cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And they had rings and lightsabers sticking out of them. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And I awesome. still have them. My wife found them. <laughs> last and she was like, give them to James <laughs> for the party. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, last year, um, my, my wife and I, because we had just gotten married, and we were having a, like our our like our reception after we, so we had a really mm-hmm. small wedding. So yeah. we had a reception in Houston. And it was like the weekend of my birthday. And I, I didn't care. I was like, this is, we're going to have our reception. This is yeah. going to be fun. So we had the cake there for the both of us. And then her mother, my mother-in-law, brought in another cake. And it was my picture of me and BB-8 as celebration on the cake. And it was like, happy birthday. This is, we're also going to celebrate your birthday today. And I was like, what? Get out of here. So that was, that was pretty cool. I ate everything on the cake but my face because I felt weird for like cutting out my face and, <laughs> and eating my, eating my own face. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I have had Star Wars, but it hasn't been like, big party like i'm gonna not, it's not even gonna be a big party but like i haven't had friends come over and be like, we're gonna hey, make it a big party yeah we're gonna we're gonna yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll post pictures but hey we might even do a podcast that night anyways of us having fun yeah so uh but yes so yes next week stay tuned for that i'll be getting older um but you know it's crazy even though i'm gonna be turning 30 i still love star wars man i still love it yeah. since since i was five nothing's changed yeah. I was in the hospital with my mother, and I put on Star Wars for her, and she was just like, she rolled her eyes at me. I was like, "Yep, nothing's changed, Mom. I'm like this is this still, this is still a thing, you know." Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, thank you all for listening this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed us talking about Star Wars, and uh, st- uh, just go ahead and you know give us a like, comment, and subscribe, and share us and let people know about us we're, we're pretty cool people i think i mean, I mean what, do you, what do you think are we, are we pretty cool people yeah we've got a bunch of emails from people talking about where they listen how they mm-hmm. listen what they're doing i'm still shocked that most of them are from the uk like yeah there's that... a lot of people from the uk and a lot of people on spotify listen to us yeah i didn't i didn't know I, yeah, yeah i'm i'm a big big podcast listener myself and 
I never thought you could listen to podcasts on Spotify, but apparently you can, and apparently we're getting a lot of people to listen on so Spotify. So if you're on Spotify right now listening to us, thank you so much. Yeah. You are so awesome. Uh, it's it's so cool to see. It's like, oh my gosh, people people are listening to us, like a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, yeah, send us an email at starwarsstuffpodcast at gmail.com. If you already haven't, I mean, some people have. If you have, thank you. If not, yeah, Star Wars stuff at uh, starwarsstuffpodcast at gmail.com, and let us know where you're listening at. Let us know, like, your comments about us talking, what, what you would like us to talk about, if you have any questions about like anything. Yeah, we've answered a few questions that people yeah. have asked. So yeah, just give us anything, and we'll we'll give you a shout out as well in our in our podcast. And also look up uh, Colin Cantwell's Instagram page and look at all the awesome awesome pictures he has of the stuff that he drew for George Lucas. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for for listening, and hope you have a great week. And we'll be back next Monday. Yeah, happy Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. may the force <laughs> be with you. Always. Oh,